Welcome to Fire Drawn Air episode 16. It's a lovely brisk spring day outside and well to be honest I'm feeling very good about life and expressing my current mood wonderfully there was Jaylin Chu who is a musician from eastern China who moved to Limerick in 2019. Um, you might have seen that video on well he was all over the internet there all throughout the week. But he moved to Limerick to study Irish music and there he was playing the Books of Arne Moore on a Chinese instrument called the Halusi. He describes the Halusi as an instrument of an ethnic minority called the Dai in the Yunnan province. Um, and I think that's absolutely amazing. Those crans were just absolutely spot on. Um, so today, the 5th of February, it's Bandcamp Friday today. And I really hope that you've splashed out and supported some independent artists, as you know, on Bandcamp Fridays, which is always the first Friday of the month ever since um, last March, I think, um, just around when the lockdown was starting. Basically, all the all the fees and everything like that, all the Bandcamp fees are waived on Bandcamp Fridays and all the money of your purchases goes straight to the artists. Um, and what I've kind of found myself doing over the last while is kind of making a list of all the music I want to get and waiting until Bandcamp Friday to buy it 
To me, Bandcamp and Patreon are absolutely amazing ways for all of us to circumvent the middlemen and the parasites and the bloodsuckers that live off all of our hard work and just to directly support the artists that we like and admire and that we want to help. Um, getting my own Patreon going last year, I think, was one of the best decisions I've ever made. I am, um, yeah, I'm finally getting back to using my research skills again in ways that I'd missed for so long, like when I was when I was only playing in the band Lancome, I just felt that there was large portions of my brain that were not getting used for long, long periods of time and really starting to atrophy and stagnate and it was just not a good position to be in. So I'm feeling just much better about everything in life these days. <laughs> but yeah, back to Patreon. I just think it's amazing that I can, you know, I can get to present the results of this research to everybody and do that for free. Then if people like it and they want a bit more, they can support me on Patreon. They can get access to bonus shows, get access to other stuff. I think that's just a perfect, perfect setup. I think it's really fair, really equitable. It's just spot on. Um, and I'm really happy that these kind of platforms like Bandcamp and Patreon are here. Um, I just think it's a really fair setup. As always, if you would like to um, support the Fire Drone Air Patreon, you can go on to www.campsite.bio forward slash Fire Drone Air and you'll find links there and also links to everything I've done, all the different um, podcasts and different bits of bonus material I've put up over the last year and a bit. So recently a man called Barra McYucky was in touch with me over the last while about a peculiar little rabbit hole or a badger set as he called it himself that he had gotten lost down concerning one particular Irish song and the, the very strange existence that it has had over the last couple of hundred years I suppose. Um, so to start things off on this little journey I'm going to play the first version of or the first iteration of this song that I was familiar with and that was when I heard it being played as a slow illin piping air and um, it's quite popular in this form so the name of the song is on Drimmin Don Delish and it's played here by County Down illin piper Robbie Hannon
So the accepted wisdom in ill and piping circles is that in the playing of slow airs, one should have memorized the actual words of the song in order to play the slow air properly. So it goes without saying that most slow airs would have songs associated with them. So this song on Drimmin Don Dealish, um, the Drimmin is a rare breed of cow that's native to Ireland and it's apparently endangered at the present time. In 2020, there was only 243 breeding females and 23 breeding males that were registered. But the song, it tells a story of a farmer who has lost his cow and he's lamenting this fact and it's widely accepted that the cow itself was an allegory for Ireland. But here is the song sung by Shosavin Nivoglich. appears that there was a similar song about a farmer lamenting the loss of his cow that was printed in England in the 1680s and this was called Collie My Cow 
and there is evidence that this may have been inspired by the Irish song. But when we do get to hear English versions of the song in the 20th century, it's clear that they have stemmed from the Irish language version. The following singer from Nova Scotia was called Ernest Selick, and even if he didn't fully understand it, he was definitely singing in Irish in the choruses to this song. There was an old man and he had but one cow, and how that he lost her he couldn't tell how. For white was her forehead and slick was her tail, and I thought my poor drummin' down never would fail. I guess sorrow drummin' down, ho-ro-ha. Sorrow drummin' down, needle you gra. Sorrow drummin' down, oh herman down, me poor drummin' down, needle scotchy at the slant. I guess sorrow drummin' down, ho-ro-ha. Bad luck to your drummin', and why did you die? Why did you leave me for water, for why? For I'd sooner lose pot and my old buck and bond than you, my poor dreaming down, now you were gone. As I went to mass one fine morning in May, I saw my poor dreaming down sunk by the way. I roared and I bawled and my neighbors I called to see my poor dreaming down, she be me all. It is sorrow dreaming down, ho, 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 ha. Sorrow drumming down, needle you gra. Sorrow drumming down, Ockerman, down me for drumming down, needle scotchy at the slan. Sorrow drumming down, horroha. My poor drumming sunk and I saw her no more. She sunk on an island close down by the shore. And after she sunk down, she rose up again like a bunch of black wild berries grow. In the glen, he gets sorrow drumming down, ho-ro-ha. Sorrow drumming down, needy you gra. Sorrow drumming down, ochrman down, me poor drumming down, needy scotchy at the slan. Sorrow drumming down, ho-ro-ha. So that was Mr. Ernest Selick of Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island, recorded by Helen Creighton in 1956 and you can find that on a really great album called Maritime Folk Songs from the collection of Helen Creighton that was put out back in 1962 on Folkways Records. So you probably noticed that the the tune to that song was totally different to what we've heard before and the first half of what we heard there is quite similar to Down Derry Down which is a very popular tune which you hear being used for lots of different ballads. Um, but kind of the next step of the song that I want to look at is really fascinating so the story takes us to a party that happened over in Greenwich Village in New York there was a, an Irish traditional singer over there called Sam Kennedy and he was singing this song or some kind of version of the song I imagine because of the way the story goes it's probably the macaronic version with the Irish language chorus and the verses in English but he sang the song at the party and who should be in attendance but none other than Huddy Ledbetter, a.k.a. Leadbelly. Now, Leadbelly was fascinated by the song and he asked um, Sam Kennedy to write it down for him. And he took what Sam Kennedy wrote down and he created something absolutely different altogether. This is called If It Wasn't For Dickie. There's an old Irish song called Rimmin' Down Dealish, all about a cow who was so beloved by his master that when she died, he was heartbroken. How'd you get hold of this song, Hudy? Well, I had an Irish friend, and he wrote it down in words so I could sing it in English. So now it's my song. Well, no matter where the song comes from, when Leadbelly sings it, it's his own song. Let's hear it, Leadbelly. 
if it wasn't for Tiki, I would kill you right now. But it's old man, he had but one cow. He would send her to the fields to be fed, and it would be no drummer drop here. Oh, which is sitting down. When the old man heard that his cow, she was dead. Over it and ditches and see your head fell. Over it and ditches and feel that was loud. Never visited the wife till they came to his cow. Oh, when she is sitting down. When he first saw Jimmy, she was in the green grass. No kind that said that the Jimmy's a pet. Give me a freely without any fail, but the beautiful life still not of a fail. Oh, which is So now I sit down and eat my dry meal, but I have no butter to put in my tea. Now I have no milk to stop in my bread, but the wood of feet or drummer And it's his song now. <laughs> Love it. Um, so, Leadbelly recorded that song in 1937. Now, fast forward in a few years to 1950, and two friends of Leadbelly's, Pete Seeger and Lee Hayes, who were then playing in the band The Weavers, they adapted his version of the song and turned it into something else altogether, a love song called Kisses Sweeter Than Wine. And... Um, they, it ended up hitting number 19 on the US Hit Parade in 1951 and it has absolutely no mention of a cow anywhere but it did become one of their most popular songs and they also give um, a version of the story about where Led Betty got it at the start of this performance. There's one special song we could sing that started out in Ireland where it sounded like this. Pretty. That's a song about a dead cow. <laughs> an Irish song called Drimmer's Cow, and here's what happened to it. Hughie Ledbetter heard uh, an Irish singer sing the song at a little party in New York City. He liked it so much that he, uh, he took this fellow, the only place they could find room, he took him into the bathroom, and, and he, they locked the door and stayed there for about an hour, and he made him sing the song over and over again until he... Well, sort of had it. He didn't quite get the words right, Hughie didn't. And the melody came out a little bit different when he sang it, and the rhythm was changed. <laughs> and he put his own chords under it. <laughs> this is what, in our business, we refer to as the folk process. <laughs> but uh, he made an entirely different and a mighty pretty song out of it. Pete heard it, we all heard it, and fell in love with the, with the new treatment that Hughie gave it. So we treated it a little bit more with some more words, and here, here it is.
I was a young man and never been kissed I got to thinking over what I had missed I got me a girl and I kissed her and then Oh Lord, I kissed her again I don't know, is it just me or does that song go all the way up to 600 on the lameometer? Um, <laughs> yeah, I much preferred Leadbelly's version, I have to say. But um, yeah, things get a bit weird now because um, there was a German language version of Kisses Sweeter Than Wine recorded in 1967 by the White Rose of Athens, Nana Muscuri. And um, yeah, I'll stick it on now. What do you think of this? Ich träumte so gern von den Freuden der Welt, ich hatte manches Schöne mir vorgestellt. Und dann kam ein Tag und den vergesse ich nie viel schöner, als meine Fantasie so sind Küsse, süße als Wein, so sind 
Süße, süßer als Wein. Die Zeit flog dahin, der Herbst kam ins Land, als meine erste Liebe ein Ehende fand. Ich weiß nicht warum, doch unser Glück brach in zwei, still ging das Leben für uns vorbei, ohne Küsse. Als Wein ohne deine Küsse, süße als Wein. Der Winter war einsam, der Schnee fiel so weiß, mein ganzes Dasein schien mir wie das Eis. Nur manchmal bei Nacht, da träumte ich wunderbar von allem, was eins gewesen war von den Küssen, hm, süßer als Wein, unsere Küsse, hm, süßer als Wein. Und dann kam der Frühling so stürmisch daher an unsere schönen Zeiten. Da kannst du zu mir sehr einsam zurück, nun blüht uns beiden ein neues Glück wieder küsse, süße als Wein, wieder tausend küsse, süße als Wein. Nun lass ich dich Schön, ans Ende der Welt gehe ich mit dir, wenn du willst, weil du mein Leben so ganz erfüllst mit den Küssen, süßer als Wein, nur mit deinen Küssen, süßer als Wein. pretty dreamy and um, I'm gonna play one more weird evolution of this song um, and this one was by a band called Rasputina now before Barra sent me along the kind of information that he dug up all about this tune I'd never heard of Rasputina before at all but apparently they're kind of like Victorian era cosplayer kind of people they uh they kind of look like steampunks and they had a song apparently in one of the episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer that's all I really know about them. Um, but they recorded this song in 2004 and it's called Wicked Dicky. And yeah, it definitely appears to be harking back to the Lead Belly, Lead Belly version of the song. But obviously they've done their own thing with it. So this is Rasputina with a song called Wicked Dicky. So if anybody else out there has any leads on some songs or has any weird rabbit holes they've started to go down and they'd like me to look into or play on the show then please get in touch I'm always interested to hear about it um, thanks a million as well to Barra for sending me on the info he'd unearthed about that song um, very very much appreciated ladies and gentlemen this is a song about an old man 
had a cow. He had but one cow, and the cow died. He loved the cow better than his own child. When the cow died, getting grieved by the cow was going no milk and butter at home. So here come this song. Mourn for Dickie, I'll tell you right now He was an old man and he had but one cow Over hedges and ditches and fields he had plowed He ran for his life just to get to his cow
So that was Leo Rousam there with a tune called Jockey to the Fair, which is some kind of set dance. And I learned that myself off a piper called Black O'Connell about 300 years ago. Great tune. Um, next up, I'm going to play a song. It's it's a really interesting recording that my brother showed me recently. Um, the record is called The Sound of Mull. That's Mull, the, um, the, the, the island off the coast of Scotland. And the name of the song is Lesha Vatagov Garach. Lesha, well, I'm presuming they pronounce it like that over there, but they probably pronounce it totally different. Lesha Vatagov Garach, so that would be like the black boat of oak or the black oaken boat. And I don't know, there's something really peculiar and interesting about this record. Some parts that really remind me of, I don't know if you have ever heard this um, record of Sister Irene O'Connor, this Australian nun, and it's very spacey. I, I get a similar vibe off this for, and I'm not sure why because it doesn't sound like it I don't know maybe is it some of the the tunes that they use or maybe the, the accompaniment is kind of similar but it's it's just I can't even explain it it's just very strange and very peculiar um, so yeah the name of the album Gaelic Folk Songs by the Sound of Mull and this is Lesha Vatagov Garach uh, enjoy <laughs> Bye. 
So this is a part of the show I haven't actually done in quite a while. Um, for one reason or another, I think there was the drunken Christmas episode where I just didn't have the time or the mental capacity to include it. I, I kind of forgot about it last month. Um, but I think it's just starting to get a, to a pretty interesting point in the story. So sit back and enjoy Lomax Does Ireland. <laughs> You got a whaling song, you love it? Okay. Sing us a song about the sea. What do you call that over here in Ireland? Oh, that's the nicest song I've heard in a long time. <laughs> so after they departed from Cork, I think Lomax and Co must have been in pretty high spirits. They'd already recorded um, a good amount of material. And I think at this stage they had to pass by Limerick to pick up a repaired recorder that they needed for the trip. But Seamus Ennis had stayed behind in Kinmare, apparently catching up on drinking, which I think Lomax wrote later in his diary. And this might have been a hint at some possible tension between the two of them and Ennis didn't make it with the rest of the crew to the next place they went on to record which was an unspecified hotel in Karna on January the 22nd. Now two men were recorded at this session, Bartley Connolly and Sean McDonough. Um, years later Robin Roberts said about them, they said that they were speaking Irish and she said, until that moment, it hadn't really entered into my head that there was a living language as unlike English as Albanian from French. When they sang, I was verily in another land. Where were the shamrocks and wrapped the green flags around me, boys? This was Shannos, the old style from a high culture, mournful, convoluted and highly decorated. It sounded almost Middle Eastern to me. Alan and I just stared at each other. Now, it's interesting to listen to the interviews that go on in this part of the journey. I don't know, was it because she was so taken aback, but there's something just really cringy about listening to this interview. It just sounds like she's she's not picking up what Bartley Connolly is saying here about the song. Um, but there's some, some much more embarrassing moments to come, particularly with Alan Omax. But first, I want to play, this is an interview with Robin Roberts and Bartley Connolly, all about the song Auron the Mraig, or the Song of Lies. And, and then I'll play a recording of the actual song itself. This was in the unspecified hotel in Karna. <coughs> Hello? Uh, I, I wondered what that song was about. I mean, you said it was a liar song, but who was the liar? It was a fiend in the time of Fenian laws. Some years ago. And... Uh, he was supposed to get his freedom if he composed 24 verses of a song without a word of the throat. And that's the reason that he composed this song that I'm going to sing for you tonight. Oh, well, why, why, was, why did they want to um, not take away his freedom? Because he was uh, against the English government. Oh, I see. He was supposed to be against the English government. I see. Being a Fenian. And, and he composed this verse, and then what happened to him? He comp when he composed the song, he got his freedom. <sighs> he got away with it. That was the only chance that he was going to, to get. 
because he, he uh, proved himself. He wanted to make out and prove that he wasn't guilty of the crime that was put. Oh, I see. And, and what, what, what was the marvellous story that he told to prove that he wasn't guilty? Pardon? What was the story that he told? He composed the song, and uh, every word and every verse of the song that he composed was uh, false. It was a lie, a lie. Oh, tell there was no word of the truth at all little in the song. Tell, yes. tell yes. a little bit of the song in English. I mean, to sort of translate a little bit of it so we know what kind of a lie he was telling. Well, this pretty hard, but um, we'll say as a word that he he said that he he happened to be in Galway, a very stormy day, and that he saw a sandbank sailing away with sails on it, you see, <laughs> and uh, carrying a heavy gale, and that golden head near the uh, towards the Arnails. Uh, was a dog, at the same time, barking across on an iron moor. And that's the uh, one idea, you know, that he got uh, every word, of the, the every word, but the truth, he didn't uh, tell a word of the truth at all, but you're little. I see, and it, they, they believed what he said, did they? Well, they couldn't believe it because it was false, but oh, I... it, it was the chance, it was, a, it was a chance he got that he was, if he was able to compose the sound like that, without... And he worded the truth uh-huh. that he'd get his freedom. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? What's happening? Okay, sing. Scared the jertule guy will challenge the horn and the mahlar. Scared the jerling garum kasunar finishan. Sinkerdi <laughs> 
so I think this particular part of the trip is quite instructive in that it shows the the fieldwork techniques of both Roberts and Lomax. Now this is something I think is behind many of the great collectors like especially like people like Seamus Ennis really took this aspect to like a great level whereby they would be offering songs and tunes and so it was really a process of give and take between them and the people they were recording they weren't just coming down and mining these people for raw material but you know it was it, it would feel more like a session or something like that and there's quite a few instances where Robin Roberts sings some songs herself and here she is singing the song Black is the Colour of My True Love's Hair and um, I'm just very curious to you know, I'd love to know what these lads down in Connemara thought of her singing this song. But um, fair play anyway. This is, yeah, Robin Robertson, Black is the Colour of My True Love's Hair. I get it. Well, I'll sing a little one too. Uh, this is one of, of a young man talking about a girl who's left him on It's American. So despite these awkward or stilted moments, I think Robbins and Lomax have to be commended for interviewing the singers about the context of the songs, the background to the songs, how they themselves learned it, their own background information. Um, so listen, for example, to um, Roberts here interviewing Sean McDonough about where he got the song on Bun On Bui. Um, did, where did you learn to sing? From your family? From the old people. From the old people in this part of the country? Yes. And that song is from this part of the country. Is it from Karna or just from Galway? From Karna. From Karna it is. What did you say? Uh, was it a poet who composed it? Do you, was it a poet from these parts? No, it wasn't, I think. Yes. It wasn't a poet? So I think this particular song on Bun On Bui or The Yellow Bittern was one of the highlights of this session for me. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. Listen in next month and we'll see how Lomax got on during the same session. For now, here's Sean McDonough of Carna, Connemara, County Galway.
Keeping all school there with the Flanagan Brothers and that was from an album called The Wheels of the World, Early Irish American Music, Classic Recordings from the 1920s and 1930s, Volume 1. Some absolute bangers on that album. Um, so, coming up to the end of the show now, thanks a million, as always, for listening. If you want to listen to the bonus show, I'm doing a special on the ballad The Cruel Mother this month. So, um, yeah, check it out. If you go to the website I gave at the start of the show, www.campsite.bio forward slash fire drawn air, you get links to all that stuff. Um, and I think I'm going to close the show with another recording of Jalen Chu that I played at the start. Um, and this one is of him. It's from a YouTube video of him and his mate Zhao Lin up a mountain in China playing a few jigs on the whistle with his uh, mate playing Bowron on a water bottle. Um, hope you enjoy it. And yeah, amazing. Nice one. Hope you all enjoy the coming of the spring. And I shall see you all soon. Take care of yourselves out there. Good luck.
Diddle 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 diddle